From India's largest newsroom, I'm Meenal Baghel and this is the Times of India podcast. Last week, the IPCC report sounded the alarm on climate change. On this episode, my colleague Arun George speaks to various experts to find out what small steps that we can take as individuals to tackle climate change. By your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. Captain Planet. In case you don't know it, that's the theme song from the Captain Planet cartoon that used to air on television decades ago. Five teens point magical rings at each other, say a magic word, a multicolored superhero turns up and destroys whatever it is that's hurting the earth. In the 1990s, the cartoon was directed at youngsters to get them to do things like recycle and reduce pollution. Global warming did find mention, but that was a problem in the distant future. Not anymore. The 6th Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change or IPCC report that came out last week showed just how little humanity has done to curb global warming and just how much it is causing our climate to change. It was also a grim reminder of how everyone could suffer in the coming years if we fail to do something about the rate at which the earth is warming. In India, it could mean higher sea levels that threaten cities along its coast. It could mean more cyclones, more heat waves, more intense monsoons that could lead to more flooding. Basically, things that even a captain planet never had to deal with. But is the report the surest sign of a sort of game over for humanity? I would like to proceed with a lot of hope. I do not think uh, we can just sit back in despair and say, oh well, it's already upon us, we can't do anything. Um, we have to start taking action. We certainly can at least reduce the rate at which climate change is progressing. Today, the progress has been faster than even predicted earlier. In the next 20 years, we are going to cross and reach the 1.5 degree Celsius rise in temperature. So the action has to be taken now. It has to be taken by individuals and it has to be taken by society. That's Rashne Pardiwala, who set up and runs the Mumbai-based Centre for Environmental Research and Education, or CERE. Rashne says that when she started the organisation, climate change wasn't really a major topic on people's minds. But that's since changed. Her organisation has written multiple books that are used in schools. She says that one thing that really plays a major role in changing people's minds about climate change is education. We really need to start educating ourselves on how we manage our natural resources more efficiently. Uh, And that is what we are trying to convey through all our publications. Even now, when we undertake any project, be it in the field of urban afforestation or solar electrification or rainwater harvesting, uh, we do excellent fieldwork. But there is always an environmental education and awareness component to it, where all the stakeholders, all the beneficiaries need to be enlightened as to why these projects are being undertaken. The importance of these projects, that has to be highlighted, and especially to future generations who are going to inherit a planet that would be rather difficult to survive on. Assuming you're not committed to the cause of living a green life, where do you start? I would say to start 
by taking small actions at home if uh, that's where you spend most of your time. So the first point would be looking at your electricity consumption. Energy is a huge contributor to greenhouse gases. So we can start cutting down on the amount of electricity that we use. So it would mean decrease the temperature of your air conditioning by two degrees. So instead of keeping your room icy cold at 18 degrees Celsius, the ideal temperature all air conditioning should be set at is 24 degrees. It is comfortable, it's not icy cold, and you're doing your little bit for the environment. If you can just cut down on the amount you travel by private vehicles, if you can start walking that last mile, if you can incorporate a little bit of public transport into your lifestyle, that would have a huge contribution. So that is looking at the energy. Let's look at water. Water is another major issue facing the world. Freshwater resources are in short supply. We can see the sort of impact it's having between states. So let's just look at water. If we can start reducing the amount of water we consume at home, reducing your shower time by a couple of minutes. If you can have a bucket bar, that would be really perfect. And this is your little bit, a little bit of inconvenience, but a bucket bar would help. If you can recycle your kitchen water, instead of just uh, washing fruits and vegetables under running tap water, if you can wash them in a bowl of water, small things will have a great impact. And finally, another major step that you could help with is waste. Because when we use all these fresh natural resources, what are we doing? We're taking a precious resource and we're essentially consuming it for a little bit of time, using it, and then we junk it. So if you could start segregating your waste at home, that would really help because waste doesn't need to be a problem. And finally, very important, when you buy items, be a very conscious, well-educated consumer, where you make that choice, where you're willing to spend that little bit more for a product that is eco-friendly. It might pinch your pocket today, but if you look at the impact it will have in the long run, you definitely are saving. You're saving yourself and you're saving this planet. Aditya Bahadur works with the Think Tank International Institute for Environment and Development, which promotes sustainable development. Aditya explains why every individual counts in the battle against climate change. Let's not forget that climate change is a problem is caused by the individual level habits of all of us. The way we consume, the way we travel, the way we behave is what has led us to this problem of climate change. And therefore, changing some of those habits uh, can make a tangible impact uh, across the board. So yes, I mean, as one person individually, of course, uh, if, if only one person does something, that won't you know, make a global impact. But if all of us as people got together to change our behavior, that makes a big difference. We asked Aditya about the cost of living a more sustainable life. Isn't that a really costly thing to do? So I think um, first thing I would say is you don't need to do everything, you know, immediately. Start your transition slowly. And therefore, uh, the upfront costs become less intimidating. Overall, there is now conclusive evidence that transitioning to 
uh, technologies and devices that emit less or are less energy intensive do lead to substantial savings over the long term. Let me give you one example. An ordinary light bulb lasts for about 10,000 hours. An LED bulb lasts for about 100,000 hours. So almost 10 times the lifespan of an ordinary light bulb. And that's just the cost of the light bulb, not the energy that you're saving by putting on that light bulb. So the savings are substantial. You know, we all go into shops to buy ACs and fridges and we see those, you know, the stars that are pasted on the front side of the fridges and ACs. You can buy a two-star AC or a three-star AC or a five-star AC. It doesn't really mean much when you look at it. But if you think about it, the difference between a three-star AC and a five-star AC is 30% saving on electricity. So you're saving a third of your emissions, essentially, by switching to a five-star AC. And you're saving on your electricity bill. You're helping the environment. Um, so, yes, I really feel that it is cost-effective. Transition slowly, but take these baby steps that will help the environment and also um, be financially, uh, you know, be a financially viable decision. It will be a financially viable decision. Both Rashni and Aditya say that in India, a big problem is still awareness about climate change. But Rashni says that only makes it more important for India's rich and middle class to take up the issue. It's um, the middle class and the upper class that are certainly more aware of global warming and climate change. I think it is India's poor who are less aware of the impact, but unfortunately will be facing the brunt of the impact more than anyone else. So I think the message has not been and the awareness has not been uniform across all sections of society. Because naturally, today, India's poor need to uh, really look at their survival. Uh, they're not going to be in a position to start thinking about environmental problems. And rightly so. And that is why I think the other sections of society, those haves, those who are the privileged, need to start taking more hard decisions because they are the larger consumers of it. But there's only so much an individual can do. Meenal Pathak is a senior scientist in working group 3 of the IPCC and says that while we should do all we can, there's a larger responsibility that falls on two very specific groups. While I agree that your personal actions make a big difference, but we shouldn't take away the accountability of, uh, of the policymakers and of the businesses who, who have the resources and the power to make that change. So I would say uh, those who sit in the air-conditioned building must be able to think about and find solutions for those who won't be able to air-condition. Meenal explains what India might have done wrong while building its cities that makes them so environment-unfriendly. Uh, we shouldn't have blindly followed an unsustainable Western way of development. What we did was we let cities develop the way they were going, like the least fair approach, you know, you build where you like and build where land is cheaper and get the land and build everywhere. But I think if we had taken some decisions about sustainability back then, we could have avoided some of these problems, like, for example, decisions around making new roads, making new flyovers. Because when you make a highway, you are taking a decision effectively to lock yourself in a road-based transportation for, say, five or six decades or even longer. However, Meenal says there's still a chance for India to act. I would say 
there's a ton of small and medium cities which where the infrastructure isn't built, where about 70% of the housing will still be built because people will move in there. So there is the window of opportunity. And for the cities that already exist, um, I would say the solutions are there. When you sit down and think about them, they will appear. It's not an additional thing that you have to manage, which it was earlier, right? Sustainability was you do everything else, and they say, okay, how do you manage sustainability? And then it's an add-on. But it's not an add-on. Now it's it's one of the mainstream things. It's an important consideration. But India is a poor country. Can the state really spare funds for something like this? I mean, we are saying that because we don't have sophisticated economic tools to give us the cost of unsustainable development. But if you talk about like add up the costs, for example, from floods or add up the costs of human mortality and morbidity because of heat events or the damage to infrastructure, then you would find that that actually investing in climate change is not too bad for economic development. Aditya says it's important to make the issue of climate change a political one. We need to make those making decisions feel that they're accountable to the citizenry for ensuring that we transition to a more climate smart and sustainable development pathway. This isn't just a pie in the sky. If you look at some countries like Bangladesh, climate change has become a local level political issue. Admittedly, there it's not the discourse on emissions, but on supporting the adaptation processes and enhancing the resilience of vulnerable populations. That is the crucial concern of politicians. But that demonstrates that local level politics can accommodate um, uh, growing discourse, growing concerns on climate change. Aditya explains how climate change wasn't always an issue for politicians in Bangladesh, but became one over time as the nation began facing the effects of climate change. In countries like Bangladesh, the climate change discourse is dominated by um, a discussion on resilience and adaptation because most of the country lies uh, is extremely low-lying. Flooding is a huge problem. They have a large coastline. So people are suffering the impacts of climate change. So it's about transitioning agricultural practice so that crops can be inundated for longer. It's about building defenses along rivers so that floodwaters don't impact low-lying slum settlements. Um, you know, it's about new building practices that help the country deal with heat waves and cyclones. That's the discourse that dominates Bangladesh. And I feel there is room for much more of that. Um, to take place in India as well. So what can the Indian government do to help people lead more green lives? I think government needs to give a huge thrust in this area by extending subsidies for living a green life. Then everyone can afford to do it. So that's the first aspect. And I think in India, one of the greatest challenges we face is that unfortunately, our policies are not in unison with one another. So on one hand, you will have a plastic ban. But on the other hand, you will be promoting uh, the plastic industry for more products. So I think a lot of policies are divergent as far as the environment goes. And I think that is where we are falling short at the moment. So to sum it up, start taking small steps towards living a more green life. Make those bulbs LED, segregate your waste, use your car less, and try save water. Also, demand more environment-friendly policies from your leaders and businesses. As a multicolored superhero once said, The power is yours! Today, 
Today's episode was produced by Arun George, Jairaj Singh and Joshua Thomas. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We are available on TUI Plus, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, reach us at tuipodcasts at timesinternet.in.